Hi, my name is David, and this is Validating Inputs, a new podcast from Paradigm Consulting, where we talk about the values, processes, interests, and the tech that supports us. I work as a developer in Calgary, building projects with Ruby on Rails and React. And my name is Abdullah, and I'm based out of Regina. I focus more on the front end of our projects. At Paradigm, we employ fully remote teams that leverage our unique skills and trusted technology. We help you find the right solution, not just our solution. Today, we're talking with Ezra in Montreal about the Paradigm Book Club and how it helps us grow and apply what we learn. Welcome to the podcast, Ezra. Can you start us off by telling us a bit about yourself, your background, and how you came to work at Paradigm? Sure. So I am working at Paradigm for a couple of years. Uh, I've come in as UX lead, so helping uh, develop the UX practice within the company and contributing to projects uh, in that way. Over time, I've also uh, worked on projects uh, in more of a product and project management role alongside uh, the UX work. I started out in the web the, around 2000 for a company called Web Design. <laughs> Got in in the, uh, some of the earlier days. <laughs> At the ground floor there. <laughs> yeah. Can you expand a little bit on your current role inside Paradigm? So really it depends where in a project we're at. Uh, when we're beginning a new project, uh, the process that Paradigm uses uh, is to take clients through something of a discovery phase uh, where we are uh, trying to learn uh, as much as we can about the project, what it is that we're we're going to be building, why, who is it for, who is it not for, um, what are the important things for us to focus on initially, uh, what are what are um, areas of learning uh, that we can look at as we're developing the solution, and really the the key outcome of that uh, part of the process is that we have enough information to in a way, develop a backlog or some initial features uh, that the teams can start working on. We can start to learn and develop through the other phases of the project, sort of more of the design and implementation, which often happen hand in hand. Um, and so when the project is is more at that, uh, at that stage, I'll often uh, participate uh, working on uh, different aspects of the design, be it thinking about flows through the system, wireframes, developing a design language or branding for the for the project, if if nothing exists already. And as the as the features are being developed, I'll either provide feedback on on designs or get in and uh, work in the markup and the CSS uh, to to bring those sort of in line with a vision for the for the design of the software or for the for the visual and uh, UX design of the software. Yeah, so it sounds like you have a little bit broader scope than most of us working here as far as project by project goes. You really see from the initial idea of the project through to completion and everything in between. Yeah, it can <laughs> <laughs> That can be a little daunting, I think. Yeah, like, uh, the, especially those initial 
stages of a project where things are less defined uh, can be difficult, but it can also be kind of an exciting, exciting part of the project, just like on a visual or design side of things, looking at a, a blank or a fairly blank canvas can be kind of daunting, but as... Yeah. What's, your, uh, what's your favorite part of uh, maybe that whole process in developing a project and, and working on it? I think uh, it depends on the, the phase of the project, but um, in sort of in the, the discovery phase, I really enjoy the act of building a common vision with the people that we're working with so that um, often we're working with clients, um, but ideally in a, the, the process that Paradigm uses, um, we really try to create a, a team that's all working together. So maybe we're from two or, or more different companies or organizations, but really as we work through the project, we should see ourselves as part of a, a united team. So I really enjoy the the challenge of that early early on in the as as we start to meet more and more, going from somewhat strangers to creating a, a team that can work well together. I always really enjoyed the problem solving aspect of be it software. Software development, design, UX, working through problems individually or or with the team, um, having having good conversations and hearing other people's perspectives. I've, I find those those aspects of uh, of our work here very exciting, and of course, delivering something for for people to be using in the world. Cool. So. Our topic today is talking about the book club and you're kind of taking it over um, from Scott. So how does the, the book club kind of fit into the paradigm process and uh, what sort of things are we learning from that and, and growing, um, growing our process with? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Really, I see the book club fitting into the company in in the way that I think everybody that I've spoken to at Paradigm have felt challenged and hopefully invigorated by the by the remote uh, aspects of the company uh, the, and the challenges that poses for creating a, a culture where um, where we all feel like we were building something together more than just the software that uh, we release. Um, and so at different times, uh, at different times in these different conversations, I've explored with, with different members of the company uh, ways in which we can think about what is the culture of the company and how we can ad advance that. So at, at different times with, got together and uh, sort of had reflections or maybe similar to sort of like a, a retrospective uh, in the methodology like um, Scrum, but really thinking about the, the whole company and how it operates and creating uh, or fac facilitating uh, events where we are getting to know each other more as 
multi-dimensional people um, in a in a remote company. It can a, a lot of our interactions can be more or less sort of maybe more sort of transactional rather than really getting to know who it is that we're working with um, with a when everybody's on the same in the same location together. There's a lot of natural conversations which happen, but I think especially uh, with Paradigm working more or less as a, as a consultancy and being remote, we need to create opportunities to, to develop that, those relationships, uh, which I think in hand improve everybody's enjoyment of working in, in the company and also improve our interactions on a project and you know, allow us to, to think more, uh, allows us to speak, speak more frankly, more clearly with each other. Uh, so in that context, the book club emerged as a way to explore materials, which other people have been writing and all of the books that we've looked at so far have focused more on process than on a particular technical skill or technical practice. So recently we've also looked at the book Shape Up, which looks sort of actually at how Basecamp run projects. I think alongside that, we're also often uh, reading individually and discussing different project and product management and development uh, writings uh, and articles as, as well as, yeah, sort of try, trying to learn different ways that these things can be put into practice in paradigm. Yeah, I think the part that I, I've really appreciated about the book club is that is it, it isn't so much something that's coming down and set in stone and this is how we want to do it now, but more of a way to facilitate those conversations and to explore those processes to see if they are a good fit, if they work for us, and if we get the results that we are we expect. So actually putting them to the test rather than just saying, oh, well, this is a better way to do it. And so now everybody has to do, do it this way. But being open about it to have those discussions and say, well, what if we tried this or what if we tried that? And, you know, do our results reflect what the authors are showing in, in their results? And is it important enough for us as a team to incorporate those ideas uh, within our teams? Yeah, that's pretty much what we essentially did after reading uh, Shape Up, right? Israel, we took the approach that they outlined and tried to run a whole project based on on those ideals and those suggestions. Do you want to talk a bit about how you found that and where we ended up after? Right. So I think in when we're when we're reading different things, when we're looking at different uh, methodologies or frameworks, we do try and distinguish between what are the the underlying principles in those in those processes or frameworks, and what are the particular implementations of those uh, those principles um, and think about how those uh, apply to the the principles of, of paradigms process within the 
framework or the, the principles of paradigms process, we see that it's important to create something which is inclusive. So uh, with the with the client or that we're working with, it's organic. It's something which can change depending on the project, depending on the client, depending on how we're working together. It's also systematic and that we're learning from it as we as we work on it. So when we look at a different methodology or framework, we try and sort of unpack those things and and not just take it on as one to, as a template, I guess. But we have found that it's helpful to sort of go through the motions of of using a particular process, uh, seeing what we can learn from that. So with a project that we were working on recently, which uh, a lot of the work is defined more internally. We looked at uh, the the shape up book and seeing how we could apply uh, the different aspects of that. And I think for me, the most helpful learning from that was how we describe the work that is to be done. There's a concept in the shape up process where narrative documents are written to describe uh, possible possible work and those documents are written with full sentences paragraphs something of a narrative which describe what it is that should be developed or should be built um, also why it should be built what are the edges edges of that what are considerations of that have been given to sort of what shouldn't be built what's out of scope or out of bounds for that project or, or that feature. They can also be accompanied by rough diagrams um, or, or visuals rougher than a, a wireframe. I think they refer to them as uh, fat marker sketches can be put together quite quickly or uh, and coarsely. So there's not too much visual information given at that point, which define which can define things too rigidly. There's also different uh, diagrams which show something of the flow and the information architecture. So for me, seeing examples of those documents was really helpful in thinking about how to shape and describe work. Before then, I'd been looking a lot at uh, user stories with sort of a, a more strict form, uh, you know, as a right with the with the sort of the scrum sort of approach where you have backlogs and stories and epics and things like that versus what ShapeUp is suggesting, which is more of like a to-do list plus a shaping document. Right. It's more at that, that level of the shaping document rather than a series of stories that I think it really uh, captured my imagination. I think the other aspect of these stories that are often written is sort of the way that the acceptance criteria is, is described. I think there's benefits to writing things in that way, um, but it can become quite rigid. I think in writing in that way, sometimes you can lose sight of the why and that sort of that, that narrative as which is describing what it is that needs to be needs to be built or who is this for? Why are we doing this? Um, so accompanying them with with visuals as well can be helpful. Right. It kind of moves the layer above being like a prescriptive implementation of how you should do it versus this is what the goal is and what we're trying to achieve that the developers actually just build. Right. 
And I think there is actually room for that within the, say, the Scrum framework. The way of writing backlog items is not actually prescribed in the Scrum framework. There's common ways which which they're done, uh, or which which people do that. But um, from what I understand, there's there's no pres- one prescribed way of doing that. So I think that's an area that we can really develop and improve. Sort of bringing in those those ways of writing a shaping document, right, in, right, into the process of having stories and yeah, and I mean, I think within shape up, there's uh, times where the the team is breaking down the shaping documents into a series of tasks, which, as I understand, is is an aspect of the Scrum process where the team will look at a user story or a backlog item and break that down into a number of tasks. So I think that's yeah so, something which is which is similar, which we can we can learn from there. So what does it uh, look like maybe on a more practical basis when you're trying to implement some of these new ideas and processes in an existing project or a new project? Do you, do you limit the scope of what you're testing? Like, you're like, okay, well, we want to know about this. And, you know, how do you evaluate what you're learning in the book um, to what you're actually seeing uh, for results on the project? So I think it is important to, f- to find opportunities to, to try implementing what we're learning. But then I think, as you were saying, it's, it's important to, to be validating that as we go as well. I think that's um, an area that we can continue to learn about, uh, that we can improve how we validate what we're learning. As we were looking at implementing some of these processes, I think through our conversations and through having sort of spaces for reflection, we saw what was working more for us and what, what we were having, uh, having more difficulty with implementing. Some of the difficulties for us in implementing the shape up or the, the methodology or aspects described by the shape up book, sort of the changing landscape of the work. I think we have more of a tendency to try and break things down into smaller items. Abdullah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious sort of what you, what your experience was being another member of the team that was looking at this. Yeah. So we kind of started off with trying to put as much effort into implementing it as it was described within the book itself and sort of worked back from there as we ran into some hurdles with our own, with the way that we do things. And I think it's a little bit more difficult to given the the size of our team and uh, just sort of also, also our habits and some of our tools that we've built up around doing our process very much with backlogs and, and, and such and sort of trying to learn about when do you keep adding stuff that needs to be done to a list or do you finish off that list and create another list of to-dos, sort of how to control the size of what, what's considered a project. So it was, um, I mean, it was nice to kind of be able to go from here's, a, here's something that we want to do, here's a shaping document, make a list and then just start building. 
there's, there's often a, a little bit of, um, no, I don't want to use the word hindrance, but maybe some friction when, when we're sort of using the agile method with epics and stories and tasks and breakdowns and things like that. But uh, so it alleviated a little bit of that for me, but we kind of, I think, have moved, shifted a little bit back towards um, some of the previous ways of doing things just because in terms of the way we work, seems like a easier balance. But it's been good. It's kind of nice to have had that project where we can sort of experiment with. Um, it would be interesting to see how we could do it uh, with with a client that's a little bit more involved in the process, like some of our other projects, where they're actually having more in, um, influence in the tasks and what's actually work, being worked on. So that would be an interesting next step, I think. You also uh, recently did a training. How is that sort of what you've learned from there maybe influence what we're, the direction we're going with how we're running that particular project or not at all? Right. So actually, I was going to say that I think one of the outcomes from exploring ShakeUp was that it made me want to understand more Scrum and other agile frameworks. I've been in teams which have used Scrum or Kanban or some version of for quite a few years, but I've never sort of stepped back and tried to understand the uh, the whole framework uh, myself. So recently, I had the opportunity to uh, participate in a combined uh, Scrum Master and Product Owner course, uh, which was facilitated by a company out of Toronto called Vertig. And I found that a really helpful way to take some time out of the the day-to-day work and I think about uh, how in its idealized form, what Scrum is and how it can be applied to projects. And also uh, coming back from that, looking for a project where we can apply that framework a little bit more more rigidly, closer to the Scrum framework. Jeffrey and I have been looking at a project which we're just about to begin and thinking about how we can st- start uh, running that, pr- that project in a more Scrum form. Uh, so... At this stage, I'm looking looking at how how we're going to do that, um, and hopefully, in the coming weeks and months, um, I could share a little bit more about that the learning from from doing that. So, are we looking at maybe incorporating the strengths of the two different frameworks together and and seeing? how well they, they mesh in different areas and, and what actually gives us the traction we're looking for and being able to move projects along and, and deliver what the client's looking for? Yeah, I think that's a, it's a good way to think about it. And also to refine sort of the paradigm process so that I think a lot of aspects of how we run projects in paradigm are similar to, to Scrum, as well as the, I think some similarities to to shape up, and so thinking about how we can bring these different learnings from these different processes or frameworks together 
to improve uh, what we deliver to clients is a great opportunity. Cool. Do you want to talk about maybe some future ideas for uh, folks in the book club? I know there's a few things maybe on the hit list that uh, we'd like to, to take a look at. Right. One that we talked about earlier was, it's called From Chaos to Successful Distributed Teams. I think it's, it's really looking at how agile teams can work successfully uh, in a remote context. I'm curious to uh, see whether we could start looking at some books which are more, uh, which look at different, uh, different aspects of life or the work that we do. Maybe on the one hand, looking at books which maybe focus on aspects of, say, user experience design or, or books which are sort of further from what it is that we directly work on. And also interested uh, if you both have uh, thoughts of what, what books you'd like to, to look at together as a company. I like the idea of sort of looking at uh, books that are sort of not necessarily aimed at the software development field uh, because there are a lot of things that um, you can learn or processes that other, other fields go through that we may be able to learn from. So that would be quite, quite an interesting thing to explore. Although I don't know of any books <laughs> off the top of my head. Yeah, I think for myself, I want to try to finish working through Deep Work by Cal Newport and just learning it and, you know, how to engage it at a, a deeper level rather than, you know, read the story, do what's in the story sort of thing. And, and, explore more of the the why underneath it um and one of the other books that i just went through at the beginning of the year uh was atomic habits by james clear and while it's not kind of directly related to software development i think there's a lot of stuff that we can we can pull out of there and use as part of our, our daily processes and just being able to um maybe leverage the the habits that we already have to grow new ones and to, to be more effective as developers and as team members. Well, thank you, Ezra, for taking the time today to share with us the things you've learned about through the book club and, and going on your training. And thank you to the listeners for joining us as we continue to grow, become better developers, and add purpose to the things we build and the relationships we cultivate.